Welcome to Life Study of the Bible, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry, featuring the ministry of Watchman Nee and Witness Lee, two ministers of God's economy who served together in China for nearly 20 years. Watchman Nee was imprisoned by the Chinese government in 1952 and remained there until his death in 1972. Following his imprisonment, Witness Lee carried on this ministry in Taiwan and eventually in America and ultimately around the world. He served the Lord for more than 70 years before going to be with him in 1997. His major contribution was through a 21-year labor he called Life Study, an exhaustive commentary on the entire Bible. This program is based on those messages. Before we join today's show, we'd like to give you our website where you can find more programs just like this one. It's lsmradio.org. Again, lsm radio.org. Now, here's our show today. In the temple in Ezekiel, there are two courts, the outer court and the inner court. Originally, we were all wandering outside the wall in the world and apart from God's purpose. But praise the Lord, we pass through Christ as the gate and by the mercy of the Lord, we began to enjoy Christ in the outer court of God's temple. Eventually, we pass through Christ again into the inner court, and that's when the service and ministry to God begins. We have a wonderful life study from Ezekiel today for you, and Bob Danker has joined me to share it with you. It's good to have you back with us for this special program today, Bob. I agree, Matt. It is a special program, just as this book, Ezekiel, is a special book. It is an unusual and marvelous book, which very few really understand, especially the last part, which talks about God's holy building, with so many details, and each one of them has some significance for us as God's people today. Bob, there's a lot of meaning in this last section of Ezekiel, and and as we've repeated in program after program, uh, the book of Ezekiel goes through a sequence of four major sections. The first section is on the vision of God's glory, a major vision with uh, the four living creatures, and there's a lot there. (laughs) We can't get into all that, but the After chapter 1, we go through a section from chapter 2 to chapter 32 of Ezekiel, which gets into the degradation of God's people and how they broke God's heart by setting up idols in their heart and eventually brought on God's judgment on his people. And then it also covers God's judgment on the nations. And so we see a real down point in those chapters. And then in chapter 33 through 39, we come to a wonderful portion of Ezekiel, which is God's recovery by life, the goal of which is to bring us to chapter 40 through 48, the last section of the book, that God could have a holy building, a holy temple. It's really the goal of God, which is also the goal of the whole Bible. It ends in also the holy city, the new Jerusalem. A marvelous picture, uh, a marvelous summary of this whole book. Yes, the consummation of Ezekiel is God's holy building, and this 
is the consummation of the entire Bible. You know, Bob, uh, we've done one program so far. This is our second one on the holy building. And to understand the building, you really need to have a diagram in front of you to see it, to picture it, because the diagram of the temple described in Ezekiel is different than the tabernacle in Exodus or even the temple in David's time. And so the life study has four different figures in the printed version. We really encourage our listeners to get this because it gives us more detail, but it also has these pictures which are invaluable to understand it. And I think as we get into the first section of our radio program today with Witness Lee, he's going to talk about different places in the temple in Ezekiel. Let's go to Witness Lee now, Bob, for his speaking, which was originally on August 17th, 1971. With the temple of Ezekiel, there are two cards, the inner card and the outer card. In the outer card, the main thing is the pavement on the three sides, six pieces of pavement. And the six pieces of pavement, there are 30 chambers. What are these pavements and chambers for? At the four corner of the outer court, you have some enclosed court, a smaller court in the big court at the four corners. Ezekiel tells us clearly these four little corners with some building around are for the places to boil the sacrifices. In other words, use today's modern term, these are the kitchens. These are the cooking places. Okay, as all the four corners are the cooking place, then right way outside of the kitchen, there are some chambers. You just consider what is the purpose for all the chambers. No doubt about this. Outside of your kitchen or just connected to your kitchen, surely that is dining room. So it is absolutely right for us to say that all these pavements with all the chambers are the dining places. In other words, these are the places for people to enjoy the sacrifices in our today's term, for us to enjoy Christ. Hallelujah! Now you can see the main thing in the outer court is to enjoy Christ. Bob, this is a great place to stop, and let's talk a little bit about this main thing in the outer court, which is just to enjoy Christ. Well, this is marvelous, Matt. You know, before we believed in the Lord, we had nothing to do with God's building. We were outside God's building altogether. And one day we heard the gospel and we believed in the Lord Jesus. And we received him. He entered into us. And then we began to have something to do with the building of God. In a sense, when we received the Lord as the one who died on the cross for our sins to take away our sins— we began to enjoy him as the sin offering and the trespass offering to take away all our offenses before God. You know, and then there are other aspects of Christ 
as the offerings as presented in the book of Leviticus. Christ is different kinds of offerings, and all these offerings were for God to enjoy as his food and also for the priest to enjoy and also for the offerer to enjoy. In other words, the offerings were not only to be presented to God to satisfy God and meet God's requirements, but eventually they became the food of God, of the priests, the one who brought the offering. So that means that these offerings became the enjoyment of three parties, the offerer, the priest, and God. Well, of course, the offerings in the Bible typify Christ. Christ is the real offering. And so this picture shows us here in Ezekiel that as soon as you enter into the gate of God's temple. You get onto the pavement, a big court. In the four corners of this court, there are small rooms where the people boiled the offerings in preparation for them to eat them and enjoy them. Then there were 30 chambers where they could bring their boiled offerings and eat them and enjoy them. What a picture this is. This is a picture that in God's desire, he wants us, his, his people, to enjoy Christ to eat Christ, to be satisfied with Christ, to be filled with Christ. He just wants us to enjoy Christ. And this is really the main thing in our relationship with God's building, that we would enjoy Christ as so many items, you know, so that eventually we become a part of that building. It's really quite a picture, Bob. I'm thinking about John chapter 1, verse 29, when John the Baptist said, Behold, the Lamb of God. He was talking about Christ. Christ was the offering to God. And when we see this picture in the temple of those offerings being enjoyed by God's people, it's really a picture of God's people enjoying Christ, which is what we should be doing. We should be enjoying Christ. So let's go on to our next portion with Witness Lee. I'd like to read the verse he's talking about. It's Ezekiel chapter 40, verse 17. Then he brought me into the outer court, And there were chambers and a pavement made for the court all around. Thirty chambers were upon the pavement. Let's go to Witness Lee and see a real enlightening portion about the pavement. It is so meaningful. It says the eating chambers, the chambers for eating, are built upon the pavement. Pavement. You know, in the cart, it's always made with stones. It's quite meaningful. It's quite meaningful. When you are going to enjoy Christ, you got to be on the stones. And, uh, you know, the stones, the pavement of the stones, just separate you from the dirt, from the soil, from the earth. We are separated from the earth. We are separated from the world. We are separated from any kind of dirt. We originally were just clay. In nature, we are one with the earth. We came out of the earth. We are one with the earth. But at the time when we got saved, we got regenerated. We, the clay, became stones. I tell you, these stones are for the pavement. If we are going to enjoy Christ, we have 
to stay upon the basis of all regeneration. We have to stand upon the stones of all regeneration. Let me illustrate to you. Okay. Suppose here are some Christians. No doubt they are real Christians. They got saved. They got regenerated. But I tell you, after their office hours, they just come home, look at the TV and listen to the radio, and then after the dinner, they went to some clubs, some parties. You just tell me. How about that? Are they not real Christians? They are. But they are standing on what? They are standing on dirt. Under their feet, there is no pavement of stones. But praise the Lord. Look at these dear ones. In the day, they go to school. Well, after the hours, they come back. And they say, Oh, Lord Jesus. Amen. We are going to have a meeting, Lord. We are going to come together to enjoy the Lord. I tell you right away, these dear ones are standing on what? We are standing on the stone pavement. And right away, wherever we stand, that place becomes the place for us to enjoy Christ. Bob, what a picture. I just think this is amazing in God's design to have the temple in such a way that there would be the enjoyment of Christ in these dining rooms outside the kitchens and all on a foundation of pavement, which is a picture of us standing on our regenerated, born-again life that's signified by these stone pavers that they're standing on. What a wonderful picture. What a wonderful picture, Matt. When people entered into the temple, they did not enter into a dirt court. They stood on stones. And on these stones, they could eat the sacrifices and enjoy the sacrifices, which are a picture of Christ. This has great significance for us today. You know, um, when the Lord first met Peter, and especially in Matthew 16, I'm thinking about that occasion where the Lord said, Who do you say that I am? And Peter said, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Then the Lord said to Peter, You are Peter, which means a stone. So here uh, we see a picture of our regeneration. When we believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God, we receive this Christ into us, and we are regenerated. We are reborn. We receive the very divine life and nature of God himself. And that changes us in nature. When the Lord changed Peter's name from Simon to Peter, which means a stone, that indicates that the Lord changed Peter's nature from clay or mud or dirt to the nature of stone. And God's divine nature is a stone nature. It is not a dirt nature. So, by virtue of our regeneration, we have a new nature. And in order to enjoy Christ, this picture in Ezekiel shows us that we have to stand on this new nature which we receive through regeneration. Then we have the standing 
on which we can enjoy Christ. If we still stand on the dirt, that means on the worldly amusements and the worldly things and the earthly preoccupations, then we have no standing to enjoy Christ. Even though Christ is available for us to enjoy and God wants us to enjoy Christ, we are on the wrong ground. We're not on the pavement. We're standing on dirt. So we need to exercise our spirit and realize, oh, I have a new nature. I have been transformed from dirt into stone. Now I need to stand on this fact and on this reality. Then we have the standing to enjoy Christ. Well, I hope our listeners, Bob, can understand the significance and they see this and wherever they are right now, they would be standing on some stones. You know, Bob, and Peter got so impressed with this point that you referred to in Matthew 16 when the Lord changed his name to Peter, that when he wrote his first epistle in chapter 2, verse 5, he said, you yourselves also as living stones are being built up as a spiritual house. So this is really a a picture in the word. Bob, we better move on because we've got to get to the inner court. Today's life study covers both the outer court and the inner court, and we only have one section left. And in uh, Ezekiel chapter 40, verse 45, there's a reference to the keepers of the charge of the house. Let's go back to Witness Lee and see this matter of the inner court and its keepers. We have to go on. From the outer court, we have to go into the inner court. You know, at the outdoor, on the street, you have seven steps here. For you're getting up to the gate to get into the outer court. But now you have to step the stair of eight steps to get on the inner gate to get into the inner court. The more inner you are, the higher you'll be. Now, hallelujah, when you get into the inner gate, you are 15 steps higher than the people outside of the wall. How about it? Seven means perfection, completeness. Eight means what? Resurrection. Now, if you are going to get into the inner car, surely you have to be in resurrection. All the natural life, all the natural man has to be repudiated. Has to be crushed out. You got to be absolutely in resurrection. Because the staircase is one of resurrection. In eight steps, then you experience the same Christ. No different. Just experience more. Here, when you get into the gate of the inner court, my right away, the ministry starts. What you have? Firstly, you have a chamber at the gate of the inner court. For what purpose? For the priest to wash the burnt offerings. After being washed, it is ready for burning. So to wash is the last step for preparation of the burnt offering. This means you are ready to be the burn offering to God. In resurrection, in such a hair label, you are ready to be absolute for God. Amen. Here, 
I tell you, the life for God starts. Now you can see the improvement, the progress. When we were in the outer court, we were still just the people. We could not be the priest yet. Until we get hair. We, until we get in there. Then we have the progress. Then we have the maturity in life. Then we could be ready for the burn offering. Then we could uh, render some service. Then we become the priests. No more just the people. Right? We became the priests ready for the Lord and serving Him with certain ministry. Bob, there's a lot of meaningful phrases here to get higher, to get inner, to become uh, ready to serve the Lord. It's the beginning of the ministry to the Lord. The, the Lord. The Lord wants us all to be priests, so he really wants us all to get to this point, doesn't he? This isn't just for a few. That's right. Only In the Old Testament, only a few could be the priests, but God's real desire is that all his people would become the priests. So in the picture of God's holy building in Ezekiel, we can see a progression in our experience of Christ. In the beginning, we are just like the common people. We bring our offerings, and then we enjoy Christ in the outer court of God's building. But there's so much more for us to experience and enjoy. That means uh, we need to go higher in our experience of Christ. We need to be more inward or inner, as Brother Lee said, in our experience of Christ. We need to progress to a higher level, and that is shown by the additional eight steps that are required for us to ascend to the inner court. And um, in the inner court, what we find is the priests serving. They are serving, they are preparing the burnt offering. And we know that the burnt offering is a picture of Christ in his living a life that is absolutely for God. So when we, in our experience, we progress to a higher level, then we are more one with Christ in our very being, and we become what he is, a burnt offering for God. We're ready to offer ourselves to God for his service, to participate in the ministry that fulfills his purpose, and that is the priesthood. So here the picture is so meaningful. We need to go higher until we become a burnt offering. Uh, We can live for God and for God's purpose, and we can serve God as his priests. This is the picture here in this part of Ezekiel. He mentioned the matter of being absolute for God in relation to this burnt offering, and uh, we really have to see this is our goal is to be absolute for God, and we can't do it apart from our joining ourselves to Christ as the burnt offering to be one with him, just like you said. Bob, I appreciate you coming and doing this program with me. We've run out of time. Hope you'll come back and do another one with me soon. I look forward to that, Matt. On behalf of Bob Danker, this is Matt Miller. Thanks for listening today and tune in again as we continue on this matter of the holy building of God in Ezekiel. Thank you for listening to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry. The focus of Living Stream is the works of Watchman Nee and Witness Lee. 
two co-laborers with the Lord in China in the first half of the 20th century. After World War II, Witness Lee brought this ministry first to Taiwan, then later to North America and eventually to the entire world. For more than 20 years, he spoke these life study messages, unveiling how each book of the Bible shows God's eternal plan. God, through Christ, wants to dispense his life and nature into redeemed man so that man would become God's expression, enlargement, counterpart, and habitation. These studies go far beyond mere doctrine and unveil a personal, practical, and experiential Christ. In these short 26-minute programs, we summarize and condense Witness Lee's rich speaking. But to enjoy all the riches in these messages, we hope you'll visit our website at lifestudy.com. There, you can read all of the Life Study messages absolutely free of charge. You can even create your own Life Study reading schedule or download more Life Study audio programs just like this one and all at no cost. Again, the website, lifestudy.com. Thanks for listening. Was Jesus simply a great religious leader? The next day he saw Jesus coming to him and said, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. John chapter 1 verse 29 Based on the scriptures, the religious people were looking for a great leader, but Jesus was introduced to them as a little lamb with a little dove. The lamb is for redemption to redeem fallen man back to God. And the dove is for life-giving, for anointing, to anoint man with what God is, to bring God into man and man into God. Both the lamb and the dove are needed for man to participate in God. Scripture, John 1.29, and commentary from the New Testament Recovery Version published by Living Stream Ministry. For more information, visit lsm.org.